Community Manager Jordan here with another episode of Tuesday Night Talks. This week, I decided with the help of our lead registered dietitian for healthy care, I figured it was time that we did a follow-up consult. If you did not know this, about a month ago, I sat down one-on-one and did a first initial consult with our lead reg- registered dietitian, Liz. And we I thought it would be perfect to kind of get you guys in the session with me without having so many cameras and so many things going on. And Liz actually decided and asked, how about we do it a virtual one and made sure I was okay with some of the information we're going to talk about and all that stuff. But I figured, why not? This is going to be a great time for each and every one of you that are one, either watching tonight on Tuesday night or who are listening to the podcast to kind of get an insight of what an actual follow-up appointment will be. Now on just for me personally, on the deep dive, when I first did it with the fifth with the first one, um, it was a lot of personal questions, a lot of getting to know me, getting to know what I wanted to do. But I figured this would be perfect to kind of feed off of that and see. Okay, I do my first consult with Liz. We've talked about it. What comes next? So without further ado, let me go ahead and bring Liz on. Liz, how are you doing tonight? Great. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for having me tonight. And I'm excited about our follow-up session. Yes, I am so excited for tonight and just how things will go. Now, if you guys did not know, a normal follow-up session is about a 20-minute session that we do. And so we're going to keep it kind of in that same time frame. So that way you guys know exactly what all can be covered in a 20-minute follow-up session. Uh, So that way it's like, oh, is this really... Is it... Is it too short? Is it too long? So I'm going to go ahead and just do it as registered dietitian Liz has me do it. And I am so excited to get this consult up and going. All right. So let's get started. First of all, like, like Jordan said, he did give me permission to discuss things that we already talked about. Um, in case you're wondering about privacy, uh, HIPAA type stuff, we uh, he's agreed to uh, come in front of you and uh, talk a little bit about himself and um, in a way that it is like one of our sessions. So uh, first of all, Jordan, I'm glad to have you for a follow-up appointment tonight. Uh, last time we talked, we went over um, some things that you are interested in talking about, uh, weight management, inflammation, limiting processed foods, uh, some of the challenges with a family of four, and also just wanting to find a better approach to living a healthy life with whole foods and lots of plants and uh, and those sorts of things. So um, throughout the session, we talked about things like your um, the things that motivate you. And one of the things that I remember you mentioning is that uh, your family just being healthier together as a family, just all of you being a healthy family. Um, some of the goals that we worked on setting were that you wanted to reduce processed foods and increase anti-inflammatory foods. And uh, your longer term goals were related to improving inflammation um, and having slow and consistent weight loss instead of um, rapid, quick weight loss that comes right back on. Um, and also reducing medications. So those were some of the main things we covered. So I wanted to now ask you, uh, what are some of the things that you have kind of brought into your um, world since we talked last? Yeah, so um, let's start with that. I was really talking about how to kind to or how I could 
pretty much do something for the next 30 days that I felt was really good for myself, that I could really put a goal to, to see how it made my body feel. I noticed that it, by doing this, what I ended up doing was one thing that me and you talked about was limiting the processed foods. Um, this is very big in our household, especially with two young kids, seven and nine, like... They want mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese. They want cereal. They want all this stuff. And it was like, okay, I need to focus on myself and my wife first with the kids in mind for that. But don't go full force on the kids because I don't want to just, oh, we're cutting everything out. You snooze, you lose. Sorry, it's all chaotic. But what I did was is that me and my wife really sat down right after the consult. I went home and talked to her and I was like, listen, I spoke with Liz had my meeting and I really think we need to try to do it for the next 30 days to cut out the processed foods that we can. Um, And with that, pretty much limiting our sugar intake with it, um, it kind of went hand in hand. We didn't really realize that by cutting out the processed foods, we actually were doing better with limiting our sugar intake. So that's what we've been doing for the last 30 days. You realized that you would love for your entire family to have this perfect diet, you realize that practically speaking, smaller steps are something that's going to work better for you. But it wasn't such a small step, was it? I mean, you actually took out a lot of the processed foods. And along with that came the elimination of um, a lot of the the sugar, the refined sugars and simple sugars that you did have in your diet. And so I would love to know, how are you feeling? How is your wife reacting to it? How are, um, what's changed as a result of those changes? Yeah, no doubt. So first thing is that we found that we were staying fuller longer. So we were not being as hungry as we were, say, we have a... And I'm not really saying like carbs are bad or we're like, oh my gosh, can't have carbs. But finding these processed foods that we were eating and having as sides were making us more hungry. And we realize that now that by eliminating... Or not eliminating total sugar. I mean, we still have fruit. We still have all that stuff. But as far as the processed, those refined sugars... I don't know if it's because our glucose isn't spiking as much as it is, but we're finding that it's just we're not snacking a lot anymore. It's pretty much like we have coffee. It's great. Um, We might do some eggs for breakfast. But other than that, we're pretty much just like a lunch and dinner type thing and find ourselves that we're not snacking, number one. And number two, we're just feeling amazing. Like We have so much energy right now. Um, We're sleeping better. Our moods are better. Like We found like our moods with our children are better. I mean, they're seven and nine, you know, but just like the overall realm of we just feel amazing. And it's been a very, very long time since we felt amazing like this. That is awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. You're very dedicated. You're committed to uh, making this work for you and your wife and eventually maybe, you know, bring in some more changes into the entire family. And I just think that, uh, you know, it's something you can be proud of. And I love that you're feeling better and you have a lot more energy. So that leads me to kind of leaning into what would you like to talk about for this next period of time until we meet again? Yeah. So 
One thing that I wanted to talk about was the actual sugar. Like sugar is really what it is. Because I know like for me, I've talked about this before to a lot of my friends and a lot of my healthy community members with my dissecting folliculitis disease that I have, my autoimmune disease. Um, I have this pocket behind my ear and I know it kind of sounds weird, but it fills up with fluid with the inflammation. Um, and I have found that scent, and that's pretty much how I do it daily. I feel back here. And if it's not, if it's dry, which it's been dry for the last 30 days, that I feel like, okay, I'm moving in the right direction. Now, what I found is within these 30 days with my inflammation, so pretty much sugar and inflammation, I want to know to you, like, I have found that I had a reaction to some... Oh, my wife owns a cookie business, owns a cookie bakery. And I, a week ago, was like, you know what? I haven't had one of her cookies in a very long time, it feels like. So I had half of a cookie and my head started burning, like my scalp started burning. And the next morning I woke up and this was filled again. And I'm like, wow, was that really truly from the sugar? Because I've been off of it for almost 30 days now. Is that, how does that affect? You know, inflammation. You know, it's um, it could be in your case that there are some food reactions going on with that. Um, it could be the the inflammatory response going on because of the sugar. What we do know is that uh, too much sugar, which in case in your case one cookie, I'm not. I don't know that I'd call that too much sugar, but. Too much sugar can lead to kind of a chronic low-grade inflammation, which over time can cause problems in various parts of our bodies. Um, for you, it seems like that is in this follicular, I'm not sure if I said that right, but follicular inflammatory process on your scalp. And um, for other people that will show up in their gut, it will show up in the form of diabetes, high cholesterol, um, there's many ways that it can show up. So, you know, we want in our body, we want inflammation, but we want it at times when our body needs it. So we get a cut. We want that inflammatory response to help heal that cut. But what we don't want is a low-grade inflammation. So it might be that you're still kind of in some of that more low-grade chronic state where if you do eat a cookie, you know, you're seeing a reaction from it, but possibly over time, if you continue with this new habit that you and your wife are working on together, you might see that less and less of that happening when you do decide to have a little splurge. Yeah, because that was like the one thing I was like, okay, I had chickpea pasta like during the weekend because it was me and my wife's uh, anniversary, 11th anniversary. And we were, uh, I was like, let's just eat in tonight. We always go out, you know, before. So I got chickpea pasta because I was like, you know what, the plant plant protein in it. Um, I know that's something that you really were like focusing on with me before is like getting in the protein, but also looking at plant protein. And so I did that. And I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a little worried about having it and seeing the amount of carbohydrates that were in it. Because in my head, I still think like every single carb is going to become a sugar. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh, can I have this? Can I have that? Or is it really going to affect my body? But it didn't affect my body at all. So yeah, it may be um, the combination of the ingredients. You know, it's hard to tell exactly 
what is happening with each instance that you're going through. But it was interesting to see that when you had that simple sugar from that cookie, um, that more refined food that you had a reaction to it. So it'll be interesting to see like once you're really paying attention to when you have a reaction, were you recently you know, exposed to, I say exposed to, but I mean, did you have something that could have, that could have caused just for the sake of time, um, moving kind of into what you would like to, I know that you had the questions about sugar, but is there anything, any kind of new like goals or focus that you would like to work on tonight? Any kind of thing moving forward into the next few weeks? Yeah. So one question that I wanted from to get answered from you, Liz, is like, my wife and I are doing amazing on this, like no sugar added, like really focusing on that. However, how are we going to... And this kind of comes on the one-on-one with you. Like, What is some great advice, especially from a registered dietitian that deals with kids? Because like, my wife and I are doing amazing on it. We're feeling amazing. We want that same experience for our kids. But we don't know how to go about it. It's like, do we get these, you know, do we make like homemade granola for them, like use, you know, maple syrup for sweetener for them to do this to kind of get them off of that refined sugar because it's nothing for them to be like, can I have a fruit snack? And you're like, yeah. And then my nine year old goes to the cabinet, sneaks out two more packs, and it's like, what are you doing? So, like, we're trying to get a healthy balance that that is truly what the focus I want to do, especially for the next month is like, how can I? I'm being so successful on it for myself and my wife, but how do I get there with my kids? And I know a lot of members that are listening tonight have families, have kids, that this could be something that they need help with too. Yeah. So um, my question to you is, do they like to get involved in the kitchen or in shopping? So shopping my son, my son, but that's also because my son thinks every time he goes to the grocery store, he's going to get something. Um, But my daughter, especially, she's seven. She loves being in the kitchen. She just got a watermelon today when we went to the grocery store. So I cut it in half and then she scooped all the watermelon out for her and does it. So yes, both of them, definitely. Okay. So perfect. Um, Involving them is something that often helps. Have you noticed that when you involve them, they are more likely to eat what it, whatever it is, like the watermelon, for example. Have you noticed other things like that as well? Fruit, yes. Dinners, like tonight, my wife made a... Um, it was like a spike. It wasn't spicy. It was like a cheddar sausage. She did it on the cast iron skillet with some chopped up zucchini, chopped up bell peppers, and chopped up onions. Um, my son is the one that's like, ooh, veggies? Absolutely not. My daughter's like, I'll try it. And then, of course, she tries it, and then she loves it. Okay. So I think um, if if you would like my advice on that, um, what I would probably do is uh, is small steps first. And that means not clearing out the entire pantry all at once, but engaging them in some decisions where maybe each week you find one thing that you're going to not rip away from them, but have them kind of help you decide what they might replace it with. So let's say, for example, you um, mentioned Kraft macaroni and cheese, and that's a pretty common product in a lot of American households. And yes, we occasionally have it in our own household. Um, <laughs> I try not to have it too frequently, but occasionally we do. So let's take that for example. If that's something your kids really love, maybe ask them if there's something that 
they would be interested in replacing it with. And it might involve a trip to the grocery store, looking at some different products, trying to compare the labels, um, depending on what you're wanting out of a product, you know, maybe one that has fewer ingredients in it than another. Um, so maybe taking two boxes and showing it and kind of explaining um, the difference in the nutrition and why it's important so that they have a knowledge and understanding of uh, what makes one product better than another and how that can help them. So probably not a drastic change because that's no fun for a kid and also involving them in the process. And yeah, I think that's what I would do if I were to try to kind of make that change with um, along with you and your wife. Yeah, I know that like another thing that my kids love and we try to limit as much as we can is sugary cereals. This was even before we decided that we were going to kind of cut back on the refined sugar and all that stuff. And one thing, it's so funny, like two weeks ago, because we have almond milk and my son is a diet, both really my son is a diehard, like used to be a vitamin D milk person. And then he drinks 2% now because we were like, oh, we're going to go from the full fat down to 2%. To help him out. And then one day, like he wanted a glass of milk. So I did almond milk instead of that. And he tasted it and he was like, Is this milk spoiled or is this milk expired? <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, like trying to play it off that it was regular milk and it just wasn't. And so I think that aspect of I'm like, I told my wife, I was like, I'm not wanting to cut them like cold turkey. I'm just wanting to just like, I've thought about it of like, I see like Sam's Club has like a lower carb, lower sugar, like granola. I'm like, is that something that I can replace for them as cereal that might be better for them, might still be a little sweeter, but just cut back drastically on those sugars because it affects our kids so much. Some of some of the products that are labeled that way, like the, you know, low this, low that, may or may not be good options. A lot of times they're targeted towards one particular diet. So the marketing, the companies are marketing towards, you know, the keto diet or the whole 30. Or, and, and I'm not saying anything good or bad about any of those diets, but just a, a little bit of precaution. I like to suggest looking at the labels and going for foods that have fewer ingredients. And then also looking at the part of the food label where it says added sugar and then doing a side-by-side, -side. looking at fiber because the more fiber, the better. Um, and also that added sugar. So you can, you'd be surprised at some of the cereals that you might think are the worst ones, compare it to another box of cereal that you think might be better. And then the one you think that might be better might have way more added sugar. I've been shocked at some of the side-by-side -side comparisons. You know, I like to look out for food dye. I like to look out for added sugar. I like to see that there's some fiber in it. Um, so those are the, some of the things I look for in cereals. Um, we're all going to continue to eat carbohydrates. Kids will eat carbohydrates, but wherever we can kind of Eliminate some of the added sugar that's, you know, and some of the preservatives and artificial ingredients. That's where we're going to help our kids. Yeah, because I like looking at everything. I really, and this is where it went back to when I said I have this pocket behind my ear. And I was telling my wife this the other day. I was like, you know, just take it for instance, you know, if I have limited my added sugars and my sugar intake, which comes from 
limiting the processed foods, which a lot of it is like I haven't really had bread, you know, pasta, stuff like that. I've done alternatives and everything has been great. But I definitely am like, want to get to the fact that I can have, not have, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you think professionally it would be better for me to look at added sugars, like you just said, rather than being like, oh, this has one gram of sugar or two grams of sugar in it? 100%. Because the, the amount of sugar in it is somewhat important, but a lot of that sugar is the natural sugars. For example, milk. It has sugar in it, but that comes from the lactose that is a natural sugar that is part of milk versus added sugar that if you buy a jug of, say, strawberry milk, it's going to have a lot of added sugar into it. And that's where you start getting into, okay, healthy versus not quite as healthy. And same thing with the cereals and the other foods is that added sugar is definitely the column you want to zero in on. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry as much about the total carbohydrates or the sugars in general. It's important because you don't want to eat all carbohydrates all day long, but it's the added sugar that's really bad. (laughs) Well, and I found real quick that by doing this for 30 days, I think, yeah, I started it May 30th. So it's almost a 30-day mark. I have found that cravings for processed foods is gone, is eliminated. I don't have cravings. Um, I don't crave sweet things. Uh, Honestly, I do crave salty things, of course, but there's nothing wrong with that. But I have found that because I am fueling myself now with fruits, especially veggies, like protein, veggies, getting that greens and all that stuff is that I'm finally finding myself that I'm not having as much processed food or even carbo... Not really saying carbs are bad or just carbohydrates are the devil, but I'm finding that instead of it being like, oh, I'm having mashed potatoes... I'm having a different type of vegetable rather than a mashed mashed potatoes with it. You know what I mean? Or macaroni and cheese or whatever is what I'm trying to say. Well, you are doing great. You should commend yourself and your wife for doing such a good job. It sounds like kind of your focus now wants to lean towards weaving your kids into the equation. So since we're almost out of time, I want to just um, kind of start to wrap up our session by coming up with maybe a goal or two. And so you mentioned, again, your kids. Did you want to set a goal about something you want to do in your household with them, whether it be picking one thing to change out or or something else? What, What would you like to do? I would like to pick a small goal of just trying to figure out a healthier option for my children to have for breakfast. And the reason why I say that is because like we're talking about sugar so much in this little follow-up that the first thing I think of with children and, and sugar is breakfast because it's normally Pop-Tarts, uh, cereal, all that stuff. So I would love to figure out some sort of small goal that me and my wife can do to get our kids onto a different regimen for breakfast. Um, and what do they currently eat for breakfast? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so they love oatmeal. They love oatmeal and toast. Uh, my daughter loves eggs. My son is kind of iffy. He will eat eggs if that's the only thing left that we have. But like, my, it's a total opposite. My son, who is nine, 
wants cereal, wants to have a Pop-Tart. And if it's oatmeal, it's got to be the brown sugar, cinnamon, oatmeal type thing. My daughter, on the other hand, is the type of person that's like, literally, I could have two hard-boiled eggs for her and some bacon or whatever. And she is perfectly calm. Like, that's a good breakfast. So total opposites, but that's pretty much what they're eating right now. So for your son, you mentioned oatmeal. And yes, you said it needs to be the the brown sugar kind. Um, and so maybe that's something that we could work with. So I'm wondering if you might be, if it were a little less sugary. Um, so for example, kind of a tapering off of the oatmeal where maybe you mix some of the like like a half a packet of that brown sugar with some of the just plain oatmeal um do you think he would detect the difference and not want to eat it if you did that i think it's not the fact that he wouldn't eat it i think if i did it in small rate small portions like that i think it could slide by him and i really think also if i were to get like raisins in it or maybe put a little bit of like agave or maple syrup or whatever in it in plain oatmeal rather than getting the added sugars from how they get it the brown sugar oatmeal so yeah definitely so for him maybe kind of a modified oatmeal and maybe offline we can talk a little bit more about about how to do that since we're just about out of time moving on to your daughter the eggs, that's a great thing for her to have. I'm wondering if maybe there's some type of whole grain that she would be interested in adding into that, like either some whole grain toast or some, maybe a little oatmeal also, or can you think of anything that you know that she likes that would work? I definitely think that if I were to switch to a whole grain type, uh, some sort of grain toast, I think that she would be great with it. Um, especially I just seen somebody on here was like, honey, like to sweeten it. And I've always thought about doing that with her. Like she would definitely be the type of person that could do like two hard boiled eggs or one hard boiled egg with like two, a uh, slice of toast or two and maybe like put some honey on it, uh, to really make it very flavorful for them. And then hopefully that'll, that'll work for them. Yeah. Uh, because she's got the protein going, that'll hold her over for a while. Um, but maybe just balancing out, balancing it out a little bit, or adding some fruit in there. It doesn't have to be a whole grain. It could be some strawberries or an orange or apple or something like that, just so that it's not all protein. Yeah, and I thought about also for both of them. I definitely think if I could work towards either creating some sort of smoothie, that would be great for them. I think they would like that. That's a great idea. So I think you have a few ideas to work with there. And uh, like I said, if we need to, you know, refine that a little bit later, we can do that. Yeah, that's also what I wanted to talk about real quick before we get off is that if you do end up getting your subscription with Healthy Care, um, it does include messaging with Liz. So when she was talking about taking this offline, think about that as there's a messenger for it. And I have a I have something from Liz that I need to or not urgency, but I'm just like, Hey, I found this. What do you think of this? And she's going to be there to help me out. 100%. Yeah, that's what I meant is that you can send me a message and um, we can work on it together between sessions. 
Yeah, no doubt. All right, guys, this is a great 20-minute follow-up session. I hope that you guys loved getting in to the real deepness of what I'm going through. Um, do not be afraid to reach out for healthcare and to registered dietitian Liz because she these sessions are amazing and definitely well worth the money. And yeah, I'll go ahead and put this stuff in the comments on where you can sign up for um, if you're curious about it or anything. And I hope that, hey, go ahead and when this goes on the podcast at the end of the week, re-listen. Re-listen and listen to how me and her are talking and the different type of questions that she's talking. So that way you can know what exactly it's going to be. And this is for you. All right. Thanks, Liz. You have a great weekend or great rest of your night and great rest of your week. You too. All right, guys. You have a great Tuesday night. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. And I will see you guys again next Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Bye, guys. Bye.